go. Hi, welcome to today's podcast. It's the first podcast of the week. Um, health issues, Monday and Tuesday, whether it was a stomach bug causing my old friend acid reflux to come back, or it was eating how and when and what causing the reflux and giving me the stomach thing. It's time to pound the Prilosec. I get this like maybe once or twice a year from whatever I I pound the Prilosec. And usually that makes it go away, although I am a bit concerned, especially since a friend just told me. I said, how you doing? She says, I've got celiac disease. I'm like, oh, damn. Um, I did try to give her some sauce saying, uh, well, long story is I had somebody have that in like 2008. And I was like, you have what? You can't eat what? Now you can't go anywhere without having gluten-free options. I don't want that. Like, it's bad enough I lost dairy without having a, la- a life-saving, figuratively speaking, lactate. I don't want to lose anything else. Um, we got a lot to get to today. I want to uh, throw a good shout-out to uh, to Superintendent Hostler in Perrysburg. Um, another fine example of why I want that meteor, meteor to hit and how... We really suck at communication and something that we something that we have moved beyond but goes back to 2020 and is extremely important to where our dialogue still is. I know that was uh, that was a, a, a lot to get to. Uh, first up, let me just throw this by you last night at midnight. I was getting ready to go to bed and um, I I opened up my banking app and Something that sent me into pure silence. I was the word is incredulous or apoplectic. Sorry for using sometimes. What? Sorry for using asshole words at times. But um, I was moving some money around for some investments because I get fourteen cents a month, I think, for my savings account. And a friend told me there's this elsewhere, so I moved some stuff. I checked my bank account, and my my check account says zero. I was like, oh, I can't see the numbers. I've got to pull the screen down or slide it, swipe it. Zero. And I see red and I see minus. I I, I was too apoplectic to even be in shock or angry. I didn't know what. I just thought, okay, so somebody took my 14 grand or whatever it was. Um, that wasn't the exact number. I'm like, okay, so somebody took my money. The banks deal with this all the time. I hope to God it's insured. I started processing and I'm like, okay, who do I call? And by the way, this, like having a large amount of your bank account taken is, I don't know what else would send me into that kind of silence. I don't know. Somebody's pregnant. That, that's the no danger of happening. Cancer diagnosis. One of the dogs dies. Yeah, it's that. So who do I call? I had, I had three options. One was probably sleeping. I know the other one was sleeping, not going to answer. So Dad. Call dad. It's like 12.01. Surprisingly, now he said he doesn't sleep well at night. I don't know why. He said he actually sleeps better when he takes like afternoon naps. Um, He was still awake. I think he was keeping an ear on the basketball game. And he, and I he was lucid when I called. I'm like, dad, an enormous amount of money is missing from my bank account. But as I was talking to him, I was doing some of the math. And I'm like, oh, when I transferred some of this, I took too much out of my checking account. That's why it's in red. Then I was like, and I knew that that's what it was. I'm like, that's an odd number that somebody stole from me. Um, 
Went to bed, still thinking about a lot. My dad was like, go back to sleep. You figured it out. I was here to save the day again. I'm like, yes, dad, you were. Um, And then uh, somehow, I guess, you know, I, I believe in karma. Even if it doesn't, you know, bounce back in my direction. It feels good to do good things for other people. In many cases, who can't do anything for you. Like, that's the sign of a, of a real human. If you're just being transactional and trading good things, eh, tit for tat, oh, God, quid pro quo. Yeah, that's not me. Not in a lot of my endeavors. But I saw the, the minuses and, and the OD overdraft. I'm like, all right, so I made like a, what, a, how many ever $100 mistake? This is my mistake. I didn't, you know, do the right accounts. My mistake, I'm going to learn from it. And the lady's like, no, you no overdraft fees. Your your accounts are linked. So bit of a scary, panicky moment. And I, I think the other, the only other thing that would send me into that is if if one of the dogs, and they're older now, Andre's got like an air pocket in his ear, is if one of them just like keeled over and died, or they ran or I they ran away. Um, something that we talked about on the air, or maybe last week. A uh, lot a lot of people have have been curious about low mo or no mo may one. To not burn so much gasoline. Two, because more people are aware that um, bees are really important. And when we mow, we can run them off. Uh, there was a really good compromise that I came across. Just leave a patch unmowed. There we go. We don't have to get into any kind of like um, insane social discussion. Where we? There we go. No yelling on the internet. We found a nice little compromise. And I did see some opponents say, you're going to mow it or you're not going to mow it. Uh, for a month and then you're going to mow it and then the, the bees and the other things that are looking for their high grass are like, what happened? Where did it go? The John Travolta meme from, is that Pulp Fiction? So some of the good things, some of the things with good intentions don't always work out to be actually good, but I like this compromise. Have you seen a meme? Oh, let me give you the local stuff first and then I'll go into the other things. Um, Perrysburg, uh, there's a story from WTOL. Uh, they checked in with uh, Superintendent Tom Hostler, who I've been a bit critical of before. I thought some mixed messages, or he was putting his his cart without the horse for some COVID things. But whatever, he, he people in people in high offices, people in superiority, authority make a lot of decisions, and they're not all going to be right. Um, they did an article WTOL asking about ChatGPT, which I brought up here, and I was surprised back in the winter time beginning of this year, more people in my circle, my orbit, knew about it. Um, and it has been a hyper-fast rise of of AI. Um, I have used it. You think I came up with Easter hip-hop throwback weekend myself? <laughs> um, I didn't, I haven't had it do any work for me, but when I typed in Give me fun Easter ideas or throwback Easter ideas. Um, it gave me a couple of prompts or words that then my I, that unleashed my creativity and I got my projects done. It is utterly jaw dropping, though. Um, that will put you in silence. Ask it to you like your favorite TV show. The uh, what I said the why. Uh, make me a new character on the HBO show Succession, and it'll do that. It's quite wild. Um, Mr. Hostler said uh, that they're going to, you know, why not Why not encourage students to use it in, in a way like give it a project, a paper to write, and then the students can judge it. So that's what I had brought up when we talked about this in the wintertime, which I had read from like 
someone someone's blog who I think is the smartest person on earth, Tyler Cowen. I don't know if it was him who said this or people that comment or people he looks up to, but smart one of the smartest places on the internet. And I think it was like a college professor or something, whether it was him or not, saying, I'm going to have my students use it. Um, and I like that strategy a lot. Instead of keeping them away from it, no, you can't have any cookies. Here's how you can have a cookie. How, how would you eat this cookie? You know, there's a lot of sugar in it. You know, you don't want to have too many of these. How would you eat it? Um, make, make them part of the process. And I like that Mr. Hosler did that. I, I can only imagine. So I used computers to type up my papers um, when I was in high school, didn't do college, um, but I had to use encyclopedias. God, it was, we felt so rich when my dad, my dad bought the encyclopedias where they, I think they delivered one volume per month. <laughs> The whole encyclopedia selling thing in the 80s and 90s needs a 5,000-word or true encyclopedia documentary on on Netflix. But I can only imagine when we first started using computers all the time in schools or way more frequently for looking things up or whatnot, um, and then tablets. Anytime a new technology came along in learning... Um, look, we can't be without it now. Like most of us, like you can't do your job without your computer. And I don't mean your phone. Like I think most of us, a lot of people need computers. Even if you're working blue collar job, Amazon factory, job site, whatever, you probably got to pump something into a computer, right? And they're invaluable. We can't do work without them. We have made them tools. Now, look, there are things that get misused, blah, blah, blah. So I encourage anybody that is afraid of this. And I'll move on to another part where there should be legitimate fear. But when it comes to learning, um, like bring it into your job. How can you use this to help me? How can I use this to maybe cut back on a half an hour of maybe mindless work every day? And I'm glad that uh, Mr. Hosler had that approach with the Perrysburg kids. Um, those that embrace computers and looking things up and the internet probably had less headaches in the early 2000s. Now, there is a meme going around on the internet. I saw Will Lucas post it. I think Anthony Wright posted it as well. AI could replace equivalent of 300 million jobs report. I've seen stuff like this before, and this is just, this is a meme. AI, as in one of my favorite basketball players ever, Allen Iverson, who went often by AI. I, As someone who has been running from debt-ridden companies using technology to literally make jobs disappear like that. Um, Instead of... More of their plans were about saving money than necessarily what they were putting out there. And if what they put out there was decent and they saved money, wow, that's, that's that's the panacea. But that didn't happen very often. That, in a lot of ways, is where my industry is where it is. Thankfully, I've been able to be a survivor. So for the last 15 years, as that company that I work for was billions in debt, you want to make things more efficient and use technology to do that. Because I would, I, I'm not, I have no MBA, but um, the most important thing in a business, the, mo- uh, the most costly thing in a business is people. F- forget lawsuits and whatnot. People cost a lot of money. Um, add to that, like, the health benefits. The health benefits for people cost a lot of money. So if you can use something that doesn't need health benefits and you don't have to pay, you just have to like update the code, you better damn well believe. And the same thing applies. 
if they're if the place is willing to replace the body and lose and you're only getting 70% of the work done or 70% of the quality of work but it costs 30% of that person it's getting replaced so um this is just a warning i said this to the perrysburg's uh students during my career day there think about this is what you want to do could it be replaced by artificial intelligence a lot of the initial answers mean no way but Somebody said to me last week when I had a good phone call with an old friend about music. He's like, music music uh, can't be written by AI. Can't can't have heart. And I said, not now, but it's only going to learn and get smarter. So make it a tool. Find ways to use it. Don't fight it. But know that companies will come for your job. And even if you've got a kid or yourself, I want everybody to ask themselves this question. How could AI take my job? And just when you think you've Said the third, no way that can happen. Keep running through the exercise. Get outlandish as you think you might have to. What else did I want to... Oh, um, the other local thing that I uh, alluded to in the beginning of the podcast about people in the meteor. So this is a Sean Hegarty story, and I was actually surprised to see that this was a, a Sean story. Sean's usually on, on government and things like that. Um... This is, it's cops and cupcakes, not necessarily Sean's wheelhouse, but I, I love this story and it takes me back to something I think we have all overlooked from three years ago. There's a lot of lessons that we've learned. We've gotten a lot better at a lot of things. We forgot about this. Um, a neighbor in Springfield Township at the Hidden Cedars Apartments uh, made a call to 911. There's kids that don't belong by my windows and my screen door, running, laughing, giggling, playing football. I'm like, okay, I had to reread this. I'm like, this is somebody who's like, who's got a cop as a friend, and like, hey, I want you to go go arrest my kid. Not even to like scare him, but like just play a joke. There's kids that don't belong by my windows and my screen door, running, laughing, giggling, playing football. The audacity. These kids are clearly future murderers and rapists. Some of the children belong to Cody Smith. It's a nice afternoon. So it was probably over the weekend or something. The 911 call brought two Lucas County Sheriff deputies who found, obviously, no crime. Um, another one pulled up. Uh, another deputy pulled up. And uh, they were happy to see the kids outside. I don't know how they had it, but they had cupcakes. So it turned into uh, cupcakes and cops. This is not going to be a Karen thing, which is probably where you thought I was going. It was a more... Again, something we left in 2020, which was maybe uh, maybe police shouldn't be doing all of these jobs, like traffic citations and things like that. Now, look, I am not saying we should take police off these so that there aren't violent, unnecessary encounters that we see that we've seen too many of. That obviously that's a separate thing, and that needs to be solved. This is police can be doing other things um or I, I you know me i'm all for cameras cameras everywhere um let them do traffic things that's that's just me we can disagree on that and i totally get it that's just my perspective um what we missed here is again something back in 20 in 2020 where we were reevaluating why do we call the cops for that why do we call the police for that there, there has become a time over the last how many ever years or decades 
We've just pushed things off to the police. Now, some of these things, I guess, are what? Like getting cat out of cats out of trees or non-emergencies. And some of these are older people and they're they're panicked. And maybe not everything is there because they're going through there's dementia involved. And that's why when I've had people in here before, Chief Armstrong and others, what should people call police, non-emergency, TFD for? You know, the better we can explain that stuff, the more efficient we can be with all those places so that when somebody needs their life saved, um, the people are there to do just that. We probably pushed too many calls to 911. Like, we got so good, it was burned into our brain when there's a problem called 911. We got too good at it. And we have left a lot of problems to the police who were either wasting their time or, God forbid, there was some horrific encounter because of bad actors. Um... And that was that didn't need to happen. Now I know that sometimes you got a neighborhood issue, you got a person issue. A lot of people are driving around really angry because the not just Toledo, the world is still America still at a fever pitch. Somebody's gonna pull out a gun because you cut them off. I get it, but there are a lot of issues. Kids playing, and I don't know what the state of this woman is. Maybe there were kids before that that were messing up her house. I don't know. That sound what she called about seemed, as Sean said, frivolous. We need, to be, we need to get better at communication. Just like I asked, and I'm not expecting anybody to actually do this. <laughs> I mean, if we were all, everything everything is subjective. Everything is relative. Everything is communication. I could tell you the worst news, and if I deliver it just right, it's not going to be nearly as bad as it could be. Uh, we need to get better at communication. I don't think that's actually going to happen. But some of these things we got to resolve on our own, and it's because we lean too much on the police or other authorities. Um, we were, I get being afraid of conflict, conflict where that person might have a gun. That is a valid concern. But conflict where, you know, I get it. All of us have that in us where some of us run towards conflict, others uh, shy away from it, just, you know, let, let things be. Um, but I think this was another situation of something that um, could have been easily resolved. And again, to use Sean, Sean's word, frivolous. Uh, the Walleye won again last night. Uh, more competitive game, but once again, they dispatched of the best team in the league. They are now they're 3-0 up on the Cyclones. They have two more games at home to win one to finish out the series. Could be some brooms out Friday night at the Huntington Center. Uh, they are 7-0 in the playoffs. This is quite a dominant run. And uh, Coach Watson said it that after they won two games in Cincinnati, he's like, hey, they were a tired team. They had a really tough series with Fort Wayne. Well, what was the reason last night? I mean, I didn't watch the game on BCSN, but hopefully this is the year that I get my long-desired parade up Summit or Washington or Monroe or all of them because the Walleye are Kelly Cup and ECHL champions. One more quick sports thing. Mookie Betts is a player for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, this involves ghosts, okay? Ghosts. Um, there have been years where uh, I've read stories of visiting team, um, whether it's a basketball team, football team, whatever. They, they, stay, at, they stay at a hotel, obviously, because they're not in their own beds. And um, local fans might pull pranks on them, like they'll they'll call you know the fire thing or whatever, and all and all the players when they got to get up in three hours have to run outside for an emergency, like pranks like that. Uh, this this is maybe not that, but it levels that up. So Mookie Betts, who's a superstar ball player for the Giants, uh, Dodgers, he used to play for the Red Sox. He when he goes to Milwaukee chooses to stay at an Airbnb. Imagine having like a megastar celebrity or athlete staying in your house. 
I don't really know Airbnb that well, but Mookie Betts didn't. Mookie Betts puts the toilet paper on the wrong way. He stays there because the hotel, I guess, his team normally stays at when they go to Milwaukee, a lot of players believe is haunted. Uh, one player went so far as to say, I went to bed and uh, the, the, the dresser and my stuff was on one side of the room. I woke up. It was on the other. <laughs> um, now, this just could be coincidence or the Milwaukee Brewers or the home team there could be like, put them at this place to stay and uh, no fire, no fire drills, no emergencies. Just, uh, just stay with the ghosts. Good luck getting a good night's sleep. I enjoyed that story a great deal. Uh, thanks for being here today. If you could share the podcast, if you could rate it, I would deeply appreciate that. And please don't forget about the 68 Words podcast with my friends at the Ability Center.